Episode 39 On Warriorship, the book. By now, many of you will know that this podcast is about exploring the mindset of warriors, both past and present. I have in my hands today a book that not only looks to the warriors of the past, but then attempts to act as a guide for the reader's own journey on such a path. This book is called On Warriorship, A Guide for Your Warrior Path, and it is authored by Todd K. Halsey. Now, if that name seems familiar to you, it may be because you heard him talk in an interview with me on this podcast in episode 25. Todd, aka The Colonel, is a straight-talking Texan with a wealth of experience as a law enforcement officer and a military man, and is a student of warrior culture history. The inception of the Musha Shugyo podcast, I said that I would explore warrior culture through my own musings, interviews of people I can learn from, and book reviews, so it makes sense that I dive into this book today. On the outset, I can tell you that the book is not large, just under 100 pages including a glossary, notes and references. This makes sense for a guidebook, something you can pick up, turn to a desired section and reread to help you on your warrior path. The font is simple and the lines are well spaced. In fact, much like the way Todd approaches a conversation, the book is straightforward and to the point, mostly. The reason I say mostly is that there are times when a point is made more than once, sometimes in a different way, and this may have been deliberate. I don't know. But for me, sometimes it felt like I was being hit over the head with a hammer about the same thing multiple times. Now, this is only my opinion, and this gripe is minor. Overall, it was an excellent and enjoyable read. On Warriorship consists of nine small chapters, a conclusion, and a further six notes. These are almost many chapters in themselves such as a note on the nature of the warrior and war, force and violence. Chapter 1 tackles the age-old question of what a warrior is and is not. I really like Todd's take on this and found myself nodding with many things he says in this section. Of course, the definition of a warrior can be broad, and as many of you know, my current working definition is that of a person who takes action to protect others and keep them safe. What Todd explains is that That action taken may be anything from putting yourself between an innocent and danger, right up to destroying a threat. I suspect some people reading this chapter and thinking they are a warrior may have to take a reality check. The main reason being that in Todd's opinion, one of the main attributes to being a warrior is to serve a cause greater than yourself. In this day and age of internet influences and the cult of celebrity, This would challenge many people. An interesting feature of the book is that in each chapter, a quote is given from a person of great thinking or from a warrior culture. Todd even mentions later in the book that he encourages the reader to find out more about those people if they are unfamiliar. Just like himself, he asks the reader to become a student of warrior culture history. I like this idea a lot. Conflict is a fundamental part of human nature. You do yourself a great service by looking to the past and trying to glean lessons from those who came before us. In Budo, or Japanese martial arts, you often find a picture of the founder of the art on a wall. 
The very reason that picture is there is to remind you of the person that spent time and effort putting together the system you now practice. The famous quote says we stand on the shoulders of giants, and I think Todd wants to remind us of that. As I have undergone my intellectual musha shukyo, or warrior's journey, it has become more and more apparent that you can't have peace without a show of force, or at least be perceived as a hard target. This holds true at the interpersonal level, right up to the international level. As Matthew Kruger once told me, you want your no backed up with more than just hope. If you don't believe me, then watch any exchange between a student and teacher, or parent and child. The adult makes a request and then the child has to make a decision. If I don't do as I'm told, what will happen? If the child knows there will be some sort of consequence for not cooperating, they will most likely do what is asked of them. If the child knows there is no consequence, then they hold the power. They really get to decide if they cooperate or not. Just look at any child that has been passively parented and you'll see that some turn into self-entitled little monsters. So if a child can understand how power works, then don't be so gullible to think this doesn't apply to adult-on-adult -adult conflict or country-on-country. -country. Todd Halsey understands this. As a man who has worked in the US Marines, the FBI, and rubbed shoulders with the Central Intelligence Agency, he knows how this interplay works. There are many ideas about what a warrior is, but I struggle with those who may call themselves peaceful warriors when they are not prepared for strife. What good is your inner calm if you have never even contemplated a violent encounter? I am reminded of pseudo-martial artists out there with their no-touch throws that are then outed by a pragmatic martial artist that challenges them. This never ends well. It is sad. I pity the person who has built up an image of themselves in their own head only to have the real world shatter this in a matter of moments. Todd then goes on to describe the attributes of a warrior. Such things as warrior spirit, moral courage, physical courage and selflessness to name a few. I must mention here that we are first introduced to the idea of honour. Mr Halsey considers honour to be the highest virtue of warriorship. He will come back to honour in chapter 9. Following the attributes are the four qualities of a warrior. Todd lists these as initiative, self-reliance, discipline and resilience. Keep in mind that these four qualities can be embodied by anyone, not just a warrior, but a warrior uses them combined with the attributes mentioned above. Without the framework of these attributes, the four qualities are simply tools that can work good or evil. For example, a woodsman, someone who spends time in the outdoors hunting and fishing, would possess all four qualities. He or she must have initiative, self-reliance, discipline and resilience to survive in the wild, but does not necessarily fall under the mantle of warrior. A criminal predator also has these four qualities to be successful. It takes a particularly resourceful, disciplined person to stalk another human being and then overpower them and exploit them in the horrendous ways that they do. But they are not warriors by any means of the imagination. This chapter takes a pragmatic approach on how to develop these four qualities by providing examples. How do you show discipline? Well, don't let things pile up. Do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. 
How can you become more resilient? Play sports, study martial arts, go hunting and fishing. As Todd's writing moves away from the four qualities of a warrior, he introduces the reader to the warrior code. He begins by writing that there have been many warrior codes over the centuries and across many cultures. What he asks the reader to do is to find one that works for you and then stick to it. However, as you go through different ages and stages, your code may also change and that is okay. Todd writes that a warrior's personal code is central in creating a moral, ethical and martial compass. He challenges the reader to adopt their own code and strive to live by it every day. Chapter 6 covers a warrior's inner battle, the one you have with yourself. He states that many warriors fail at the end of battle as fighting external wars are easier. People may face such inner battles as guilt, failure, a lack of confidence or doubt. As any guide should, this book provides some ways of preparing for inner battles. Practice forgiving yourself. Appreciate that things will go wrong no matter how prepared you may be and keep going and try again when you hit these speed bumps in your life. Todd then writes about the outer battle and how warriors are people who take care of business or get it done. He talks about the interplay between the easily visible outer battle and the masked inner battle one might be fighting. We are reminded here that a warrior is part of a team and asking for help is okay. Chapter 8 explores civilian warriorship. This is the heart of the book really. Can someone who is never going to war still be called a warrior. Todd writes that you certainly can by walking your own warrior path. As long as you live according to the attributes and qualities of the warrior mentioned earlier in the book, and that you serve something greater than yourself, then you can become a warrior. This chapter is full of ideas and suggestions on how to follow your own warrior path. There are even suggestions on which sports to play and recommendations on what to read. Honour has its own chapter. That is how important it is to the author and warriorship. As Todd writes, A warrior without honour is no warrior at all. A warrior without honour is simply a thug. I will leave you to pick up the book and read this section for yourself. It's good and it's very important. In his conclusion, Todd explains that warriors are people who protect, defend and sometimes enforce and when absolutely necessary, destroy, but only in the protection of others. It is service that distinguishes the warrior from the non-warrior, but you do not need to be in the military to live like a warrior. So the body of this guidebook is done by page 64. After this comes a series of short sections, such as a note on faith, a note on reading fiction, and a note on the internet and social media. These sections are small snippets of advice on topics around following your warrior path but need not be followed if you don't think they apply to you. Many of these sections resonate with me and I'm sure any of you that have the warrior mentality will think the same. One of my favourite parts to this book is the last thing written in it. On page 97, Todd Halsey writes the following and I'm going to read directly from the book for this so bear with me 
When you are finished with this book, we hope that it finds a home on your bookshelf as part of your warrior library. If you do not intend to keep it, we recommend the following. Give this book to someone who you think would want it or need it to read it. Donate it to your local library. Donate it to a charity. Sell it to a used bookstore. Place it in a recycling bin. Use, reuse, repurpose, recycle. Thank you for reading this book. The fact Todd even took the time to put this in his book speaks volumes about the man. By writing this, he shows an awareness and humbleness he speaks about in his book. He is pretty much saying, I don't care what you do with this book, but make use of it in some way or another, or give it to someone who can. Needless to say, it will join other books of its ilk in my own warrior library. So overall, what do I think of this book, this guide to warriorship? Well, first of all, I must be transparent and say that Todd sent the book through to me and asked if I would review it. I'm honoured that he thinks my opinion is worth enough to review the book. And secondly, I only write reviews on books that I believe are worth sharing with my audience. So I guess I've answered the question. Yes, this book is worth reading. This book is an excellent starting point for anyone wanting to explore warriorship. It is small enough to be digestible by almost any reader, and it touches on many topics that can be explored through other sources at a later date at the reader's leisure. In fact, Mr. Halsey is proposing, in my opinion, that people who read this guide to a warrior path become better people by following the principles within, and this in turn makes the world a better place. What about if you see yourself already on this path? Well, to be fair, some of you may find the ideas or topics obvious or even basic. But that is to be expected if you're already following your own path. You most likely have already explored, participated in, and experienced many things Todd writes about. Good on you. There are certainly aspects of this book that I felt this way, but I still find it interesting reading what someone else thinks about warriorship. There are also some things Todd writes about that made me pause and think. One such topic was his note on faith. I am not Christian, although I was born into a Catholic family. I call myself a recovering atheist. And faith, of course, extends further than religion. But it had me thinking about what I believe in that is greater than myself. I like it when I am challenged this way. I also like how Todd has a broad view of the world. He often writes in a way that explicitly states there is more than one way to do something. Faith is an example of this. Even though he is a Christian himself, he is not saying to become a Christian, but have some sort of faith to guide you and help you in dark times. He also mentions that there are many warrior codes to live by, and you will choose one that works for you. All through his writing, you can sense a man who is tolerant of others and confident in himself, his own Warrior mindset shines through. What should you be mindful of in this book? Well, first of all, Todd is from the United States and an American, so you get an American-centric point of view. Todd even states that. He understands that he sees the world a certain way and is aware of this. So some of the information is not relevant for a reader outside of the United States, such as a note on reading for U.S. Marines and resources for US veterans. 
both worthy sections, but just not relevant to someone like me, a New Zealand civilian living in another part of the world. I also mentioned earlier some repetition of ideas or principles that I found not needed, but this is more a personal preference than anything else. So that is my review on warriorship, a guide for your warrior path. I hope you found something to take away. If you'd like to buy Todd Halsey's book, then go over to Amazon.com or Thrift Books and find it there. As usual, if you wish to contact me, you should try my Instagram account, which is Podcast, or email Podcast at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon account if you feel so inclined to financially support me. Just search for Dean Suter, S-U-T-E-R, under creators and you will find me. Now for the quote of the episode. It is only fitting that I read a poem from today's book, written by Todd K. Halsey. Standing fast. In times of calm, there are those who stand fast on the ramparts. When challenges come, there are those who stand fast at the bulwarks. If peace shatters, those who stand fast sally forth into the breach. When those who sallied forth may fall, there are those standing fast to take their places. In victory, there are those who stand fast to remember the fallen. And again in peace, there are those who stand fast, manning the ramparts to ensure that peace prevails. It is the warrior who stands fast. By Todd Kenneth Halsey, 2019